When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, Akil here and welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. If this is your first time listening, lucky you because I have a very special episode in store for you today. Today I'm going to interview one of my favorite people on the internet, Stephen Burns. Now, if you're unfamiliar, Steve Burns is a trader, an educator, and an author, and he is by far one of the most motivational, inspirational, and educational people to follow on the internet. I may or may not have a social media man crush on him, but... Anyway, if you guys are new, I guess I should introduce myself. My name is Akil Stokes. I am a Forex trader. I am also a trading coach over at tier1trading.com. And this is a podcast that I release each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, allowing you to not only gain tips and inspiration that will help you throughout your trading journey, but as me and Steve talked about today, trading is the journey that never really ends. We're, we're always learning. We're always trying to take it to the next level. And this podcast allows me to really document my life, document my trading, and give you a chance to experience how I've grown throughout the months, throughout the years as well. So without further ado, we'll hop into the interview and make sure you listen to the very end because there may or may not be some after interview footage that's even more powerful than what we discussed during the actual sit down. All right, so thank you for joining me, Steve. Um, this is exciting for me. Um, for you guys that are out there that may not know Steve Burns, he is someone that I follow on Twitter. Um, he, I follow him on Instagram. He has been a great source of daily motivation and daily education. And I'll tell you what, I, I get this a lot. A lot of people, they assume that you know, not the, the brag or anything, but a, a person in my position where I, I do coach traders, I have been trading for a long time, I have a podcast, they always, they try to figure out, well, why are you following and, and, and watching and, and, and retweeting and taking advice from these other people? And in my opinion, um, you know, my mindset is that you should always be looking to learn. Um, I don't think the learning ever ends. And we're fortunate enough in, you know, in this day and time to have access to the internet, to have access to surround yourself with people from all different places at really the, the click of a finger. And I always advise that, hey, surround yourself with people that are gonna push you, gonna make you better, that are like-minded individuals, and you guys can all work together um, on just being a better you each and every day and for life and for trading. So I, I appreciate getting the chance to talk to you. Um, 
So let's start off just by, I'd love to hear your story. Um, just really referring to what do you do now and, and really what led you to this point? So a story of, of what you're currently doing and, and how you got started doing it. Yeah, from a very young age, I was always, always fascinated with compound uh, capital growth tables. And I knew if I started young, you know, I could grow some substantial capital at, a, at an early age and uh, could uh, achieve financial independence and and uh, have a better life. It made more sense to me to focus on building capital than, uh, you know, attempting to to uh, sell my time for money for my entire life. So at a very young age, I started putting away money and putting more money in and compounding it and, uh, and, and using it as initially investing, you know, buying into tech mutual funds and holding them for several years through the nineties mm -hmm. and adding to it and growing. So, so I went down that path to grow capital year after year. And then, you know, I just studied and read books for, for 20 plus years. I, uh, I've read hundreds and hundreds of investing and trading books and just, just had a passion and love for, the math of trading and uh, you know capitalism and the capital free uh, free markets and the publicly traded companies. So uh, so that's really been my path. Has really been a stock trader uh, who uh, grew capital for a long period of time to achieve financial independence. Okay, so you were self educated completely. Did you go to the school to learn about, it or just investing that time in in books and and really just something that you were passionate about and saying, hey, I want to I want to learn this, so I'm going to learn this. Yeah, it's it's self-education. Uh, I guess they call it an autodidact. Where I, I've read I've read over one thousand nonfiction books over a twenty-plus year period. And uh, at one time, I was the number one uh, book reviewer on Amazon for trading and financial books. So uh, nice. actually, wrote re reviews. There's still hundreds and hundreds of reviews on Amazon that I wrote as I as I learned and grew as a uh, trader and and uh, and uh, you know advanced my own knowledge. Initially, I started out as a, a readers so heavily then I actually moved into thinking hey I should write some trading trading books at this point it's funny you mentioned that I have a there's a, a good friend of mine who works with um, he's a TED talk organizer and he's actually getting started trying to do his own podcast and start his own, his own movement called the deliberate success movement and his kind of motto is if you want to be successful about something you have to deliberately um, work towards it. And he says, mm -hmm. immersion by conversion uh, or conversion by immersion is one of his biggest things. Meaning if you want something, you just got to jump in full force, right? Neck deep into it and go for it. And it sounds that's like, that's exactly what you did. You said, I like this. I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to get as much information and knowledge as I can. And I'm just going to go through it, <laughs> through it, through it and, and, until it works. And that's, uh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's almost like other people love sports, you know, get obsessed yeah. with uh, with different things, you know, whether it be uh, uh, sports or outdoors or what have you. It's always been uh, math and the financial markets for me. Okay, yeah. It was funny. It was, it was kind of the opposite for myself where, where I was – my dad always taught me investing, um, you know, savings account, money market CDs. And, and when I graduated college, you know, he's always like, okay, well, the next step is to invest in something, a stock. And I'm like, okay. And, and – you know, out of college, I just did it because it was something my, my dad told me to do. And, and, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I, you know, investors make money. I can make a lot of money. I didn't really have the passion for it. But I, when, once I got involved, I like you, I really started falling in love with it. The, 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 the math, the, 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 the compounding, just the, the, the mm -hmm. game. It's, um, it's very interesting and intriguing and, and, and uh, addicting in a way. It's, it's awesome. I think you have to be passionate about it if you want to be successful. Um, 
I think a lot of people also, they always get themselves locked into just being a uh, employee and they don't look at, you could be a investor. I mean, the, the employees of Amazon that bought Amazon stock, even as an investor over the years, a thousand shares made him a millionaire for their, uh, you know, and, and now that he's raised uh, the minimum wage for Amazon to $15, he's actually took them, taken away their uh, stock options, a lot of their, their programs for that. So really, the power is being an equity investor, you know, not as much being an employee of Amazon. It is, yeah. And, and let me ask you this. When did you or how did you develop that mindset that you didn't want to be an employee? You wanted to be, you know, the business owner you wanted to be you know the investor what was that just a natural thing or was there a moment in your life that kind of pushed pushed you in that direction yeah from the very beginning even as a uh, when i first uh, had my first job in a shoe store i moved up to manager of the shoe store by the time i was 18 i was assistant manager and you know i, I wanted to run the business at least and uh, all my i always try to put away earned income for uh, investing and trading from the very beginning but you know, I always saw the, I did. I looked at more of retiring when I was like 18. I wanted to go, go to retirement. I didn't want to go work for a, a gold watch for 50 years out of the gate. Yeah. That's, yeah, man, I'm jealous. I wish, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I've always had that mindset. I was the guy in school, like, um, I think in middle school, I was, I was selling colored pencils. I'd shave the pencils down and sell them and, or I would see yep. school also. <laughs> I was selling mixtapes. I'd, I'd take the, I'd record the songs <laughs> on the radio, put them on a cassette tape, and, and sell them once a week. So I think I always had that yep. entrepreneurial spirit, but it, it never really hit me um, just to think that far ahead. I think until after I graduated college. After I graduated college, and I was, I was working three jobs. I was making about thirty thousand dollars, which was uh, out of college, more money than I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome! I'm thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> There's no, no family, no real expenses. I can do whatever I want. And about a year later, it got real old. I, that's when I started yeah. thinking about it. And I'm like, am I going to be working? You know, I'm doing like, what, I'm working like 10 hours a day. Am I going to be working 10 hours a day for the rest of my life? And for, for what? Like, we're, I, there was no end game. And I started thinking about, well, $30,000 in 2007. Once I get married, have a family, like mm -hmm. how does 30000 That doesn't <laughs> And that's what pushed me to kind of like, I have to find a different path. And I know it was... Um, the book from Robert Kiyosaki, Cashflow yes. Project, that really kind of, and The Richest Man in Babylon, those two books kind of pushed me there. So I'm a little bit jealous of you, Steve. Little, little yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, I tell you, Rich Dad Poor Dad, out of, out of uh, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of books, it was one of my pivotal books. Rich Dad Poor Dad about mm -hmm. the quadrants, Cashflow Quadrants, that was pivotal. Yeah. That was the first book I actually read. My dad forced me to it. I always kind of yeah. just read what I needed to read for like the past the test in school. Read it from front to back my, my freshman summer of college, and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I, I wish he put trader under the investor quadrant. Investor slash trader, I wish. We, we know. We know. <laughs> Mars, that, that's awesome. So, um, so when, you, when you, you, you got involved in the markets, um, what, I guess, what took you from trading to becoming an author to, to educating? What, what, was, what made you do that? Not switch, but what made you kind of – add that to your portfolio as well. I guess my idea was, you know, after, uh, you know, I always look for that great trading book and, and, and earlier on investing book. And I always wanted that trading book, you know, just so much fluff and filler and so many trading books where you can tell a really good trader was told to write a 300 page <laughs> book. So he, he filled it with about 230 extra pages with 20 pages of actual structural content. So I thought, you know, what book would I write if I wanted to write 
what, what trading book would I be looking for? What could shortcut all of this fluff? And uh, that's what I try to do with mine by really focusing in on the, the really key things without having to hear, you know, 17 anecdotal stories or, uh, you know, endless filler pages of endless stories. Like what would I want to know from the start? Because had I known what I knew now earlier on, this could have been even a faster process for me. Yeah, and that's what I, I have two of your books. Um, I've got The Trading Habits 39, um, what's it, 39 of the world's most yep. powerful stock market rules. I've got that one. I've got the options one. I I'll talk a little bit about that later. I haven't opened it. I'm, I'm extremely scared to. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I, I love about your book is my mind is the same way. I have a, a very simple mind. And I think we have the same mm -hmm. type of philosophy in education mm -hmm. where it's like we don't need to make things extra complicated yeah. to feed our egos and, and make it seem like we're this much more knowledgeable than anyone else. Let's keep it simple so the average person can understand, the average person can uh, become involved. And when reading your book, it, I, I loved it because it, it was short, it was sweet, it was to the point. I didn't, usually I zone out through like a trading <laughs> book where I, I read the beginning yeah. and I'm like, what is he talking about now before it gets to the next point? I, I, I love your books. And um, definitely if I forget, I got to make sure I remember to, to <laughs> promo, promo them at the end. I, I think they're, they're good. They're cheap. I think every new trader should have them. Um, I would, I would say this now I'm a little bit off track now. Um, <laughs> I, if so, one of the things you said was that you took kind of all the experiences that you've learned in your career and you put them together in a, in a short, sweet, simple format so that newer traders don't have to, they may have to go through the same hurdles you go through, but at mm -hmm. least they're aware, at least they kind of know what to expect. What were some of the, I guess the, what was, what were some of the biggest struggles that you had um, during the beginning or I guess any point of your trading career? Yeah, I think it's so many people is they think that an opinion or a prediction is really the magic bullet and so many can't even get past that hurdle, you know, that, you know, really the first step is a quantified, quantified, defined systematic process of how you're going to do it. You know, what gives your edge, why is it going to work and have a process you follow. And that's even the buy and hold investors, you know, they simply don't sell and add to Warren Buffett buys great companies, great prices and holds forever. You know, it's a great margin to say everybody's got a process. You know, there's trend followers, day traders that are, make money. And, and the first step is just getting a process in place. And, you know, that's something that took a long time to, for, to even learn that in the 90s where I thought I was a genius because of my early luck in holding tech stocks. <laughs> Almost set me back with the success I had so early. Yeah, that's, you know, that's tough. I think, I do think it's harder. Uh, you never want to hear this as a newer trader. I, I think it is harder to be successful right off the bat because then it's like, oh yeah, this is easy. I got this. So <laughs> you don't really learn those lessons, but yeah, I agree. I, I think the uh, same thing. It just, it doesn't really matter as much what the plan is as far as like your technique, uh, but having a plan, right? Every, we always preach that treating, treat, treat your trading like a business. Every business mm -hmm. has a business plan that tells them, this is how we're going to be profitable. This is how we're going to be successful. I think a, a trader needs to, yeah, needs to have the same thing before they can, they can worry about any of that stuff. Yeah, and there's so many ways to make money. I mean, there's so many different ways and time frames, and, and even in, investors can make money and traders. And, and it's just a matter of having that process and getting the egos and the emotions out of the way and sticking to that process. And a lot of it comes down to 
uh, you know, a risk reward ratio, whether a buy and hold investors, dollar cost averaging in, or Warren Buffett's buying a value company in 2009, or uh, somebody's buying the dip in the SP 500, you know, there's a, a good risk reward ratio on the entry where they know, uh, you know, they're going to have more profits and losses. And that's really the core of uh, profitable trading and investing is a risk reward ratio. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it certainly is. It certainly is. <laughs> um, was there an experience, uh, uh, I guess a select experience where you learn this firsthand. I know you said you started off good. You started off, the ego was a little bit uh, mm -hmm. bigger than what you would have liked at the time. I guess, was there a defining moment where it was like, whoa, wait a minute, I don't know as much as I know and I, I mm -hmm. need to know more. Yeah, the highs and the lows, you know, from by, by March of 2000, you know, the, the, the returns I had from the 90s, you know, into the March of 2000 with mainly just uh, – uh, tech mutual funds for the most part and, and the returns that I made were were so absurd and I thought you know it detects the future of course you invest in tech stocks they grow they make money and I was just lucky enough to have thought that in the 90s and by March of 2000 I had enough money to pay my first house off and I chosen to do that so you know, at that point I was I was hooked forever thinking man a 30-year mortgage are you you know, you trade for invest for seven years that's a that's a no-brainer but uh, I ended up having a 50% drawdown from March of 2000 you know, trying to trying to get in out of the NASDAQ and really learn, like, I have no damn idea what I'm doing. You know, by uh, 2002, I'd had a 50% drawdown of my capital with a lot of volatility. So from that point on, that's when I really got focused on systematic processes and, and uh, ways to follow trends and get out. And, uh, and for my primary account, I actually went to cash in, in January of 2008 mm -hmm. and, uh, and avoided the meltdown in uh, <laughs> the 2008, which, you know, that was like my, my lessons from the 2000, 2002 taught me to not lose all that money in 2008 because I am more of a long side uh, buyer for the most part. So I was up 4% in 2008, which, uh, you know, I actually think with my, with the way I trade, that's really good for a, for a yep. crashing bear market. I was just having this conversation with a group of traders earlier. I had got started. I first got started in 2007. So I, I told them, and I always look back. I, I think I was in a similar situation as you where it was kind of just like a common sense investing. Um, and I still don't know to this day whether I was, whether I was lucky, whether there was skill involved. <laughs> but I think I started buying on kind of that last, that last wave um, before the crash. And I had no idea what I was doing. I had no plan or anything. So I'd just buy when things like made enough profit. I'd just, you know, I'd liquidate just for no good reason. And I think I was lucky enough to really buy at the right time, liquidate at the right time. And then when the crash happened, rebuy a lot of the things cheap and, mm -hmm. and make some money off it. But to this day, I'm like, what was I <laughs> lucky or like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I had a great returns. 2003 to 2000, uh, early 2000, 2003 to 2007, I had great returns. I, think I averaged almost 20% a year from 2003 to 2007. And once again, you know, I thought, man, I've got this figured out. I'm using some of the uh, trend trading processes. And then uh, did make about 4% in 2008, you know, but, uh, and, uh, and underperformed that year and then had to, you know, but I, I did come back from that and also had good years going forward. But uh, it's funny how those, those big bear markets do change the dynamics dramatically do they and here's what's interesting right you now you just said you had a great run 20 percent a year uh however when you say that on kind of you know in social media is the new kind of just like network community i guess now when you say that on social media right i know when i say this at least i get laughed at when i when, when i when i talk and I'm, I'm like hey look if you can make 30 percent a year 
you are doing an yes. amazing job. Like, what? I make thir- I made 30% yesterday. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I understand why people don't understand. I mean, I understand there's, there's a lot of junk out there that is claiming to do this and do that. But it's like, if people just act like, look at, do the math. Like if people were really making, if it was a normal thing to make your 50% mm-hmm. a year, 50% over six months, I don't know. I just don't understand where that comes from well, or why it makes sense. It's- it really it really shows their own foolishness because if you can return even 20% a month, you start with $100,000, you'll be a billionaire very quickly. Exactly. And you'll, own the, you'll own the world very, very quickly if you can compound at that level you know, to the point of liquidity in the market. You can become a multi-billionaire if anyone can really do that consistently. You know, and I've – I've had plenty, and I had a January, at one point January, this year I was up 10%, but uh, that's temporary. You know, you have drawdowns, you have losing streaks, you have the rest of the year to deal with. You know, it's, just, it's comical. People show their own ignorance or that they're lying when they say something so absurd. It, yeah, it, it's all, it always, it, and it, it's, it's sad because, yeah. you know, there are some people that are just out there feeding their ego, but there are, there are some people that don't, that don't know any better. You know, they're maybe new to trading, investing, and they, they hop on the internet and they, you know, put in a search and the first thing that comes up is a guy with a Ferrari and a gold yeah. chain and <laughs> telling you can make this and, and they believe it because they don't have anything else to compare it to. And, and, you know, I think partially we're not taught that in school. So we don't, we don't have a realistic expectation, but like you said, if, you know, it's temporary and yeah. you know, I'll, I'll respond to it all the time. Like, yes, maybe this person had a, a 20% month, but it doesn't matter what happens in one month. What about the next month? What yeah. about the month after that? And, and typically, if they're making that 20% or that, let's say a 50% month, they're probably way overexposed in the market. And we all face drawdowns. Mm-hmm. And when that drawdown comes, instead of being able to manage it and take your losses and you know have it be okay, these guys are blowing everything. So they don't last more than a few months. Exactly. And that's what I find so funny is, you know, they take a penny and double it, double it every day for one month, which you can do with options. If you're that good, you'd be a mil, you'd be uh, worth $10 million in a month. If you just take a penny and double it, which, you know, if you want to, if you're that good, use options, start with the, start with nothing and you can do it. So why are you even on social media if it's that easy? But, and the other thing that they always spot with the Ferraris and the, and the money, the lifestyle <laughs> trader, the uh, lifestyle, uh, what do you call that? They call I think they call it trader porn now with the, the oh, yeah. like, like I would be, I would be afraid to tell people publicly if I had certain amount of money or how much I had or or show physical money or for, I would be afraid if you really are that wealthy, you should be afraid of getting robbed. You know what? It's, I'm, I'm glad you said that. That is, I always thought that was just me being paranoid. And, you know, I, <laughs> I grew up in Philadelphia and not the, you know, it wasn't a bad area, but, there, <laughs> and my whole thing is I've never been the type to kind of, you know, and, and you're the same way. I feel like to just like, I don't, I don't want people to know how yeah. Big my house is how what type of car I drive like that makes you a target because like you said if you're really making that much money and you're showing it off there's someone out there that wants to take your money and you're just giving them all the information yeah. in the world to come yeah. and do that um, yeah that's the reality if they really were and I know a lot of multi-millionaire uh, traders that drive uh, minivans <laughs> yeah. what wealth wealthy versus rich right why, yeah. why you know <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, and, and again, another thing to point out, if, if you were really doing that, why would you be wasting any time on social media? If anything, you'd be out selling that magic system to the richest man in the world and being like, hey, here's what I can do. Let's, let's make an agreement here and fly under the radar so, you know, no one else knows who you are. 
Yeah. Um, that's so refreshing to talk yeah. to, uh, <laughs> talk to people with real, yeah. real experiences. Um, but going back to your, your 50% drawdown, that's, we can't forget that. That's massive. Um, psychologically, how did you, how did you deal with that? Was, was it depressed? Was it fear? Was it, I guess, motivation to get better? What, what went through your mind when that happened? And how did you, how did you get yourself to overcome that and find success once again? Yeah, I think it's really beneficial when you have a drawdown. Like if you make your first, uh, you know, six figures, you start with nothing, you build it, you grow it, you add money, and you have some good runs. You have a good bull market for years, and you get up to six figures, say, and then you go back down to, to um, go from hundred thousand to fifty thousand. You know, then you're you're sick, you lost fifty thousand, you got to make it back or what have you. But it's an easier process to deal with if you went to from zero, from zero basically, build up money to a hundred back to fifty. It's really hard if you go in with with a hundred with go in with a hundred thousand and go down to fifty of your own earned money from working and and uh, you know your own earned income. I'm sure that's a lot more painful. And I've been fortunate enough to really never lose lose the house, you know, more the house's money over the long term, which I still treat as the same uh, risk capital. But I think the key is once I knew I could do that, I did that. I I accomplished that by the uh, the age of, of 27. I had done that once. I knew I could do it again once I'd done it once. So it was just that faith to hang in there and wait for the right bull market again, and I could make that comeback, which I eventually did in uh, 2003, 2004. I had great years. He got back back to even. I think I was back to even before uh, January 2005. That's a, yeah, that, that's a heck of a story. I mean, again, confidence is in any aspect in life. It, you got to believe and, and trust yourself. And, and of course, being able to, to work your behind off too, to, oh, yeah. to do it back and, and not try to, I guess, rush the process. And you really move from theoretical to, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. It's a different ball game when you think everybody's a con artist, everybody's lying to you, everybody, you know, whatever people that get jaded and think it's impossible you know, you know it's impossible because you did it. It's a bunch of interesting characters in the uh, trading social media world. Yeah, I think just staying on the subject of drawdowns, I, th I think, you know, I always tell the traders I work with, it's, you know, your, your first drawdown, your first big drawdown, um, your period of losing money is the hardest because it seems like you're, you're going down this dark, deep cave. There's, there's no light at the end and you, you can't really see your way out of it, especially if, if you – haven't been successful first if you kind of get it in the beginning mm -hmm. before you've seen any success yeah. but once you once you do it like once you've proven to yourself as you mentioned that hey I can do this I can bring my account from this to that I've been through you know I've lost 50% mm -hmm. and can bring it back you kind of feel in in the humblest way possible I don't want the market to hear me and, and jinx <laughs> it, but you kind of feel invincible it's like hey it it happened it you know whatever I'll overcome it and when you have that belief in yourself, and like you mentioned earlier, when you have a, a, a plan, a strategy, a system that you follow and that you know will work, it's, it, in mm -hmm. a way, you become unstoppable. It's just a matter of time. I'm going to build my, uh, bring myself out of this drawdown. It's just mm -hmm. when. And that's, mm -hmm. I mean, I think for newer traders listening, I think that's the biggest thing I've taken so far. That confidence you had is there was no, yeah, I'm going to do it. No ifs, ands, or buts. I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, like, what's the options? I always thought, what's the options? I'm just going to get a job and work for another 10, 20 years. I mean, what are the options here? You know, you've got to do what you got to do, you know, to get back. And like you, like you said, it's the faith in the system and the process. If you do all the back testing or your chart studies or you understand your risk order ratio, you can still develop a faith in what you're doing before you see the results. I think you really nailed that one. 
where uh, you know why you're going to win, what's going to take, the potential of drawdowns and losses. So uh, it really gives you the faith in your system. If you don't have the faith in yourself yet, you just, you just got to have the faith in yourself that you're going to be disciplined enough to follow the process. You can trust yourself, you know, not to lose discipline. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm, in, I'm envisioning newer traders <laughs> listening to this right now, and they're just like, they're eating it all up. Because I'm, I'm eating it all up, and I've been trading for yeah. not as long as you, but I'm, what, 12 years in, and oh, I'm, yeah. still, I'm fired up and, and whatnot. So I, I love it. And, um, and we're all always learning. You know, I, yeah. I, I still heavily read books. I learn from you and your social media and in your podcast, and we're always students of the market. We're never going never gonna to master it. Uh, so we're always students of the market learning. And uh, it never stops. That's that. That's the drive. And I, I think what you said is passion. When you're when you're passionate about something, it, it's not a it's not a chore to go read a book. It's not a chore to watch a video. It, you want to do it. I, I want to read books. I want to. It, it's you know it's it's mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. um, now you you work with or you you have have you traded different markets or do you just uh, do education on different markets or i know you, you talk mainly stocks are, are you options guy as well forex yeah. at all or yeah it's, i've done uh, options in the stock market primarily yeah. uh i started out really with growth stocks it was my primary wheelhouse for a very long time i got when as my size grew on my accounts i went more into uh, index index uh, etfs and uh leverage index etfs for, for size, mm -hmm. uh, and I've also got an option, did a lot of years of options trading uh, with, uh, I've done that a lot. Right now, I'm, I'm really more into indexes more than anything mm -hmm. right now for stock market. I've not done Forex or futures. Good, stay away. Forex is horrible. It's the wild, <laughs> wild, wild west. <laughs> so I, I would ask you this, what going from, I guess, different, having different experiences in different markets, do you find as if the, you know, what are the main differences, I guess you would say? It's like, say, for someone that wanted to go from stocks to trading options or maybe um, Forex to trading options, are there, you know, obviously there's, there's, different, there's differences technique-wise, but as far as the general approach, is there, have you noticed any big differences or does it all kind of fall under the same umbrella? Yeah, I think I've done well over the years because I, tr I trade stocks and indexes and uh, that have a bullish bias. So, you know, my moving average systems that I've developed over the years, you know, they benefit from moving average biases. You know, a lot of the, the indexes, you know, the, the, the alpha from the stock market, uh, I think is a lot close to the Pareto principle, you know, where over 80% of the returns come from 20% of the stocks over yeah. the last uh, almost 100 years. So uh, very close to that, not exactly close. So really the, the alpha is really by just a few, the Apples, the Googles, the Amazons, you know, the ones that take over, that take over an industry or space. And the best way to get exposure to those is with, uh, with indexes. You know, the SP 500 itself is a system that gets the winners in and gets the losers out. The Dow Jones industrial average is a system itself where they always get the ones that represent the economy. You know, if you go to the long term back in the original Dow it was totally different now than it was then. So it, it, the indexes, the reason buy and hold investing works for people is not because the stock market as a whole, because a lot of stocks go to zero. It's the the uh, survivor bias that's inside of the indexes themselves. That's why they come back. They always have the right stocks. So if you can hold those right stocks or if you can hold the indexes, that's where the returns come from because the stock market has a bullish bias. It doesn't necessarily do the same thing for the Forex yeah. commodities. Yeah, we're Forex, a little, little different creature. I, I, you know, I, I always have a special place in my heart for the stock market. That's, that's where I started. I went to Forex for the, the get-rich-quickness of it and then fell in love with it. Um, yeah. 
But it's interesting you say that. It makes you know I've been out of the stock market for years now, but that makes perfect sense. And I've always thought that too. And, and I'll tell traders, you know, it's like you said, it, it's a choice few that kind of move the whole current. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's brilliant. And decide instead of trying to hop on those choice few and then you know that may be out of your purchasing price <laughs> for a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, hop hop on the index. That's yeah, and, ride the wave, yeah. And and, the, and I had a lot of benefit with individual stocks, but mm -hmm. the best way to find those, you know, and and I think uh, you know the investor business data is the best filtering process to you know the IBD system can slim to show you the the fundamental dynamics of the most successful companies, which, you know, recently Amazon and Tesla did not beat those, but, you know, it does, the most winners do have this fundamental, so you can build a watch list based on those fundamentals, you know, based on the uh, the sales and the earnings growth and the industry and the edge and the industry itself, but if you want to have a portfolio of individual stocks, moving averages are the best filter because it's hard to backtest Amazon, Google, Apple, and think, oh, this moving average will work on that, because you don't know, the indexes, you know they're gonna work, because it's the indexes, but yeah. individual stocks, you don't. But moving averages are good filters, so you might pick 10 of your favorite stocks, and you let the moving averages do the work, where if they go down, and they drop under uh, key signals, you just get out. And eventually, you will end up with the ones that do trend, if you have a trend trading uh, filter signal for your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So you don't hold anything to go to zero. That would get you out of the of the pets.com mm -hmm. or the e-toys eventually and keep you in Amazon over the long term if it stays on your watch list. Yeah, and, you're, and, and that goes back to the risk management, risk reward like you talked about. When you're doing that with proper risk reward. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I had a question from one of our, our traders about that. Um, we have a little a chat deal set up, and uh, I told him I was interviewing him. He, he shot that in, so that's going to be that's going to be good. Um, I guess, right? I typically try to keep these podcast episodes yeah. short. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on? I do want to give you a chance at the end to. I know you have a lot of books. Is there a is there a favorite of yours? Uh, trading book. Yeah, that, that you have written, not in general oh. to read. Well, I guess, no, give me one of both, I guess. One that you have read and then one that you have written. I think, uh, gosh, I'm, <laughs> boy, that's hard. Uh, Put you on the spot over the thousand I think, books. Yeah, <laughs> I think Market Wizards is one of the best to show you, you know, what the actual best traders in the world did. And a lot of them yes. swayed your interview before they were billionaires. So, you know, Market Wizards is just a key overarching I mean, it, it was one of the life-changing ones for me and for uh, and for the actual trading itself. Trend following by Michael Covell gives you all the key um, the key principles of uh, successful trend following, which really changed a lot for me. So those two are really hard to to pick one between the trend following by Covell and Market Wizards by Swager. And my own uh, uh, rich uh, new trader, rich trader, uh, especially the Audible. The Audible, I have like sixty-eight. Uh, <laughs> reviews 4.8 average, one of the highest Ooh. ranked trading books on Audible right now. And uh, but New Trader Rich Trader, the, the new revised second edition, uh, really has to be my best work with Holly's editing for the fictional narrative, the ease of reading, and the uh, the narration by Kyle on Audible. I think that's the that can really help people. And that's the, the New Trader Rich Trader two, the second one. Yeah, the uh, second revised edition. Okay, I'm looking at it right now, so I'm, I'm sure black. There's one with a black cover, and there's one's got a uh, some blue. It's a, actually there's a sequel to that, but uh, yeah, I think that that's really had the best feedback and really helped a lot of people with the over. That's a great place to start. Okay, good, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, well, I guess 
I appreciate your time. Um, do you mind taking a second just to, to tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can get access to the abundance of educational information <laughs> that you give? Be as shameless as possible. You <laughs> stand by that here? Yeah, I've uh, I've created a newtraderu.com. It has all of, it has links to books and e-courses, but it has thousands and thousands and thousands of free articles about everything imaginable. And we have a bunch of great uh, writers and guest posters on the site as well. That uh, you know, I can learn a lot from my own guest posts on the site. So yeah, it's a, a great place to have tons of resources and places to get started. And uh, all my books are free on Kindle Unlimited if you are a member of Kindle Unlimited. Nice. I, I must agree. You do have some some great guest posters. There's this one guy that might have done two guest posts that I really liked. Um, uh, Keel Stokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah he, did a, he did a great one on a heavyweight boxing. Uh, that, that was I needed that one. Didn't I had the chess and the baseball football. I don't think I had boxing. There you go. But yeah, I, I, I love I love the site. I mean, I, I, I you know I follow you on Twitter. I try to read as much as I can. I, I love just hearing and, and seeing those different type of blog posts and I, i'm excited to kind of i got a big travel uh date coming up uh next week i'm going to road for like 14 hours so <laughs> i know exactly what type i know exactly what books i'm taking there i'm going to check out that uh the new trader rich trader um both of them. so appreciate you joining me um guys i'll leave the notes and uh the website and all the links and stuff on the show notes uh for the podcast and of course, if you liked it, let both of us know uh, what you thought. It makes our egos feel good. <laughs> See you guys uh, during the next episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Take care. All right. Thank you, man. That was awesome. They did a great job. This was actually easier than Skype. I like Zoom. There, it, <laughs> there, we, there, we, there we go. I'm, fall, I'm falling in love with it, man. I <laughs> appreciate you sharing your story. They're going to get – I got a lot out of it. I, I know – I know – it's it's good. I liked it. I liked it. It's it's real. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's what I like. I love talking to you guys. The real guys that are really doing and putting real money at risk and really understand the reality. And this is so much BS in our industry. Oh man, <laughs> Gosh, I'm, I'm just hoping that enough of us can just kind of just keep keep hitting at the message and 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 this is what it looks like. It's not easy, but it's doable. And, and hopefully, we can just you know one at a time at, at least you know let yeah. people know what they're getting into. At least if they yeah. know what they're getting into, then they, they have the ability to kind of make a decision on, you know, whether they want to do it. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, we got it. We got to, we got to keep <laughs> pounding it. It's, do you, do you find it tough? Is it, is it? Not man, yeah. It's like, man, yeah. Over the years, it's, it's, you know, having finally got there and achieved it in financial independence. I, I feel like now I, you know, sort of the place now where I can retire from all of it, even, you know, from trading, <laughs> and I'll probably live off my money for the rest of my life, probably, you know, I need to do probably something, I don't have enough money to do nothing forever, but, uh, but uh, yeah, the, it, it's almost the psychology may be the real holy grail to the whole thing. I, I think so, I, I think, you know, I think like you said earlier, it's, there's, there's so many ways you can be successful, um, so it's not a magic system, but at the end of the day, like, no matter what system you're trading, it's it's on you if you can't if you don't put yourself in that position to have that system or put yourself in a position to to follow it it's like you're never gonna you can have the best system in the world and you're not gonna you're not gonna do it um, yeah. after I, after almost thirty years it's in, and really being fun, having financial independence uh, mm -hmm. it's still just the pain of losing streaks and drawdowns and, and it's just still uh, it's it's still you know it's frustrating <laughs> and painful after thirty years 
That, that's yeah. See, that's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> that's good. I mean, it's I've been in at twelve, it's and I'm like, I'm like, this is it's. It doesn't hurt as much, but it's yeah. It's, it's not a, easy by any means. Yeah, yeah it's probably it's probably yeah, the the magnitude is probably ninety percent less, ninety five percent less. I mean, because a better understanding of how it all works. But man, it's 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 a. Uh, Interesting, but you know we get those big wins, those winning streaks, and, and those are great too, and that keeps us going over and over and over. Yep, it's 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 the carrot in front of us, that puzzle. Uh, yep. that we put us all. So, all right, I, I appreciate it. Um, I'm sure at some point we'll have to do this again. I, I yeah, I've really enjoyed it. You're gonna you're gonna we're gonna get a, a great feedback. Okay, yeah, sure. See, so, yeah, so I'll I'll message I'll send you everything in the email as soon as I do it again. Hopefully, it's. Tonight I got two two young kids, so you never know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I've retired from that too. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all grown and gone, man. That was <laughs> that's some serious work. How, yeah, how? Yeah, how? That, that's uh, you know, before I let you go, um, <laughs> and maybe I'll put this as like a bonus part. But how how was that for you? I, when I started, I was similar to you, where again I just I just immersed myself in like my whole day was trading. I had nothing better to do but learn and learn and read and watch and like. 12 hours a day of just yeah. like trading. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the reasons I became successful. Just like you, just cause you, you put so much time into working on your skill that eventually you have to get good. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Just from the law of averages and yeah. statistically you're going to win at some <laughs> point, you're going to beat everybody at some point. If you put the time and effort in, uh, yeah. And yeah, that's exactly what I, I probably put in well over 10,000 hours and just okay. reading. Well, one thing's interesting to me is like the, the more, my most profitable time for for trading stocks in the stock market way was was less screen time. My real bulk of all my money was made with less screen time with end of day systems and being inside of trends. That's that's fascinating for me in my in the stock market. You know, the some of the the S and P five hundred runs and the Apple runs in two thousand twelve and Priceline and. Uh, Facebook short 2012, uh, 2012 as well. And some of the stocks that I, I traded, just single stocks for years and trends, that's where the bulk of the money really came from, not trying to, to grab a dollar here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I can imagine, yeah, the whole people think it's more, hey, the more time you put in, or not time, but the more chart time, the better you're going to be. It's not, 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 just, not necessarily the case, but. Yeah, I think one of my biggest single trades for the quickest time holding was a big Apple strangle at the end of the market, uh, and then it opened the next day and gap down. I think it was, I made $4,000 from the close to the open. I think it was maybe 10 or 15 minutes of screen time, one of my biggest, quickest wins. Ooh, nice. So it's not the screen time is, is what I found personally not the most important thing. So how how did you deal with um I just you, you said you had how many how many kids you said they're grown up uh, three I had that I have had three kids <laughs> how how did that change things like I the time now with with being a parent and, and you know we both we want to be good parents we want to invest time mm -hmm. in your family but it's like where does that time come from and a lot of time it comes from obviously sacrifice I can't do you know I I haven't played a video game and whenever I haven't you know, a lot yeah. of my activities but it takes away from trading too instead of like spending my nights like engulfed in a chart or engulfed in a book it's now I, i've chosen to hey maybe i'll get a a little bit of chart time in to check what i need to check and then it's with the kids like how was that difficult that switch yeah i think people always ask me how in the world did you ever read a thousand nonfiction books with three kids and being yeah. married and uh, how was that even possible and i said you know that, that like you said that was my instead of watching tv or doing anything else or having any other hobbies really my hobby you know was sports you know mm -hmm. other people are watching games i was reading or yeah. 
know, instead of watching television at night, I always read consistently every night so many pages and looked through so many charts for so many years. It was like a consistency of focused action. I mean, but mm. I can tell you now that I've really, you know, have more time nowadays with my kids all out and grown and, uh, and I moved out to a more rural area for for a more peaceful life. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably missed 20 years of movies <laughs> and uh, television. <laughs> I mean, I literally there's like all the 90s movies, and uh, I don't even uh, you know miss so much. It's it's crazy, and so yeah, it's a lot of a uh, focused sacrifice. A lot of, yeah, that's what I'm. Are you familiar with uh, uh, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk? Ah oh, man, I love yeah. Gary V. He, me too. He says the same thing. I know he, he always preaches about like, you know, while my friends are out in college and they're partying doing this, he, I was building a business. Like I missed my twenties and I'm, and um, it's, it's tough because at, at you know, obviously we, we want to, we want to reap the benefits of, and we are reaping the benefits of mm -hmm. being successful in our field, which is, I think the ultimate goal, I think in bigger picture, you want to be successful. You don't want to be an employee. You want to have financial freedom and freedom yeah. of time. But it comes with a cost, and the cost mm -hmm. was people don't see this part. They don't see the the years yeah. of sacrifice, all the the movies you missed, the the conversations you couldn't take a part yeah. in because you I didn't I don't what when did that happen? Because you're so immersed. Yeah. In yourself. Yeah. It's like I guess the question is always, is it worth it? And, and it's yes, but it, there is that sacrifice, and that's it's hard. I'm I'm experiencing that now. It's it's yeah. hard. And the, a lot of the market wizards, all the guys that did this, they that was a single focus in their life. I mean, they put in some like some Gary V hours when they broke in and made it. But I know Gary V. I love Gary V. And everything he says, I agree with. Really, my wife is really into all the different <laughs> dynamics that he does because she's a tech person with all mm -hmm. the all the stuff he talks about. But but I'm like, man, Gary, can I not take a break? I'm <laughs> I'm I'm in my mid 40s now. I'm I should be financially independent now. Can I not just take a break? You know, good it makes you feel guilty, man. As soon as, as, soon as yeah, you want to like, he's out with like 40 different things. You're like, come on, man. Yeah, I guess. And he's and he's worth like 150 million, man. Good lordy. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I I love that man because he, he's he's just real. I mean, he's like he doesn't BS you. He's like, look, this is what it's going to take. So either yeah. you do it or don't do it, and choice is yours. Yeah, and I, I walked this path, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to get more balanced now at this yeah. point in my life. I'm trying to get more balanced, but uh, but uh, yeah, but it, I, I think it's well worth it, though. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was all worth it. That's 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 good to hear. As, as a, I got my kids three, and we just have one that's two months or yeah, two months yesterday. So it's good to. Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so you are. You're busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 good to hear that to, to know that it will end. No, to hear that you. <laughs> You fight through it. You just, you know, you sac I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice again. My, my thing is, I want to be there for like, I want to, I want to be able to have a life where I can be there for the school plays and like, yeah, you know, the piano recitals. Aside. I don't want to be the dad where it's like, hey, I can't come watch you yeah. do all the milestones because I'm, you know, I couldn't get off from my boss. I want to be that. My biggest goal is to be able to like, be like, hey, I'm not trading today because my kid's doing this, and I want to. I think that's important. So that's. Yeah, that's. I think everybody, like Gary Vee, I think everybody should, whatever they do to make their own business, their own living, I think everyone should have some kind of their own, you know, side hustle thing, but I think everybody should have, be their own boss in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a good path anymore. I mean, employee, that's just, you know, that's just not the best path anymore. Yeah, and that's, I like what you said, like, even, even if you have a, like, a job, Mm -hmm. where like um you know you're you're doing something you love maybe it's a job you just love and you're working mm -hmm. with someone you don't you know investing 
I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah. that's your own, you don't, you don't have to be an entrepreneur in the yeah. sense of like owning your own business in, 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 in construction. But mm-hmm. you can be a construction worker, you can build, you can put stuff together, then let in, have investing in it. And, and you're controlling your finances, you're controlling your business there. Have that side hustle and that's your job. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, anyone that's can do that. That's why you're right. That's a great way to say it. If you love your job, it's just, that's a rare thing to find job charming. But if somebody finds <laughs> a job charming and they love their job, you know, like you said, be an investor too. Invest in the companies you love as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway, let me get you go because we're, we're going <laughs> to end up going forever. I'll, I might have to add some of this on to it. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate it again. I hope you have a, a great day, a great weekend. And, uh, you know, I'll see you out there on uh, the social media. Yep, man. All right. Man, great talk. Have a great day, man. Oh, thank you too, Steve. Thank you so much. Alright gang, so I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. If you did, please let Steve and myself know by leaving me a comment underneath this video if you're watching or listening on YouTube or shooting us a message on social media. Again, you can follow Steve at NewTraderU.com. You can go check out his books, check out his websites, check out the daily blog posts. You can also follow him on social media. I'll put in all of his information in the show notes. Last but not least, remember next week, right? October 30th, we start our Trade to Measure three-day online trading event where you guys are running the show. If this is your first time hearing about it, what we're doing is we're doing a three-day live trading event like we always do, but instead of having a written game plan of what we want to teach you, we've been asking you guys to leave a question or questions when you register, and we're going to base what we teach off of what you guys have requested. So it's gonna be fun. It's for the people, by the people, kind of like a a custom fit suit, hence the name Trade to Measure. So I'll see you guys next week in there. Register, if you can't make it live, it's recording so you can check it out later on your leisure. And I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Take care.